0: Hello and welcome to episode 41. I'm your host, Sarah Chappé.
1: And I'm your other host, Jake Kuehle.
0: The Relatively Relatable podcast is a weekly podcast about life, trends, and advice from two people who have no business giving it.
1: Relatively Relatable is brought to you by Blank Slate Link. And to find out more, you can head to our Instagram page at Relatively Relatable Pod. So, Jake. (laughs) There it is. We back. We back.
0: We back.
1: Another day, Uh, another pod huh another week another pod yeah.
0: <laughs> so how was your week
1: um how was my week it was fine yeah yeah nothing uh exciting really i rearranged my office on sunday kind of on a whim something that i had been you know you kind of just feel like the energy gets stale i uh, so when we moved into this apartment i kind of just like Set everything up how I, you know, initially thought, mm-hmm. but didn't really put a whole lot of thought into it and then just left it there. And I was noticing the last couple of weeks that just like the energy wasn't flowing right in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt, I don't know, just felt weird. Didn't seem optimized. So I rearranged everything, um, landed on. I'm, I'm pretty happy with the results. At first I was kind of like, ooh, I don't like this. mm mm-hmm. um, but I think that's really just was, uh, I don't know, because I didn't explore other options and I landed on this one. I was like, well, I, did, I, did I really try everything? It's just like maybe the grass is greener. <laughs> but uh, after being in here for almost, or I guess only half a week, uh, I'm starting to dig it. So yeah, um, I just need to, I think I need to get some plants mm-hmm. to kind of take up some some dead space in the corners and whatever. But... There's like a fine line between having too much stuff in a room where it just looks cluttered. Yeah. And like a balance between decor and uh just like open space, so Yeah. I don't know. I feel like um I'm different from a lot of like engineers because I care a lot about like the aesthetic of my work environment mm-hmm. and like things being like set up a certain way and like not getting too cluttered. Um But a lot of the people that I work with, like their desks at the office are just like a mess. And they have like cardboard boxes piled up behind their desk of like old parts and stuff. And I'm just like, I try to throw things away as soon as I know Mm -hmm. I don't need them. Because I hate when things just like, I hate clutter. Mm -hmm. I hate knowing that it's just there. Like there's a bunch of stuff in my closet right now that just knowing it's there bothers me. So, yeah. I'm the same way. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking... So before... <laughs> I don't really know how much we want to talk about this, but before I had my desk and my electric drum set on the same wall, but nothing was, like, centered on a window. So, like, mm-hmm. my desk, like, half overlapped with the window, and then my drums, like, half overlapped with the window. And so it just, like, felt like I was trying really hard to put everything on that one wall, but it didn't yeah. really work because there was a window there. Um, so now I'm centered at a window. I... I'm sometimes distracted because I can see people mm-hmm. outside like I probably should have used the other window that doesn't look out to like the common the parking lot I guess of my apartment but um, it'll get better Yeah, I got a shelf to put my monitors on that'll come in tomorrow so that'll raise everything up and I won't be able to see out the window as well but I'll at least get the light and everything so I don't know it's kind of like a fun, uh, fun puzzle for me I spent a bunch of time like uh, hiding all the cables really mm-hmm. meticulously. Like I have, I bought like a bunch of those like cable clips and like this raceway thing that goes under my desk. So like all the cables run down behind and like loop into this thing, and I'll run wow. like as one snake, and then kind of. I want yeah. that. Yeah, it took forever, and I think if I were to do it again, I would do it differently, but. I've always just, I've always wanted to have a desk where I couldn't see all the cables like on the ground, you know, Yeah. but I wanted to wait until I was like pretty happy with how I had things set up. Cause once you do it, if yep. you move it, you kind of have to do it all over again yep. and it's a pain in the butt. So yeah, I did that. It um, took me multiple hours, but I just, I put on the T Swift album to keep me like zen mm-hmm. and calm because I get I'm doing like kind of tedious things like that. I get really frustrated really quickly, especially when I'm like kind of like on my back wedged between the wall and my desk and like I would keep dropping things Mm -hmm. and it's a pain, but Mm -hmm. I got through it. T-Swift got me through it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's the most uh, noteworthy thing that I've done since last time we talked. What about you? How's your week
0: um, just busy week because I'll be gone for a month, so I have to do mm. a month ahead of work Ooh, while yeah. also doing my current month of work, so that's kind of stressful, mm-hmm. and I also am rearranging my office, and I have a big shipment from Ikea coming tomorrow, mm. and they called me, and they were like, hey, your order's coming tomorrow. Here's this four-hour window for when it could <laughs> arrive, and I was like- Classic. Uh, That's right in the middle of the day too. Right. And yeah, my office gives me anxiety and Stefan has to work from home two days a week. So Mm -hmm. now I have the problem of figuring out how the office can be functional for both of us. Mm -hmm. And I need it set up so I can do like packing and stuff. And he needs Mm -hmm. it. He does not care. He does not care what it looks like. (laughs) My step an engineer and it is trashed right now. It is just kind of like our dumping ground and it gives me so much anxiety. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a small space.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: It like physically hurts me.
1: Can't be doing that. No. Uh, I sent, we're using teams at work um, for like, you know, our instant messaging. And I sent a picture of my freshly organized desk with no wires Yeah. Um, Like the whole room actually, I I like tried really hard to make it like a cool area. And uh, I sent a picture of it in my like my team little group chat. And I was like, here's just a reminder that I encourage everyone to set up a legitimate workspace. Like Mm -hmm. we've been working from home for a while now, Mm -hmm. multiple months. And I know that there are still people that are just like, have their laptop set up on their dining room table with a monitor just like kind of rigged to it and they like tear it down and set it up every single day because they also eat dinner there or whatever, you know? I'm like, "Ah, you guys. And they're the ones that complain about working from home. Yeah. You know, because every time they have to work, it's like this hassle and they feel like out of place. So if you feel like you have a place that is dedicated to work, I don't know. My brain is very compartmentalized. Mm -hmm. So like if I enter an area that I know is for a specific thing, it's easy for me to get into that mindset versus like if I'm in in an area that like stresses me out or I'm, you know, I just feel like an object in that room.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's actually a thing. I listened to a podcast um, from Rhett and Link, the Ear Biscuits, Mm -hmm. and they talked about how creatives especially can't do business and creative in the same spot because it doesn't yeah. produce the same results so that's why like ultra fancy tech companies try to have highly creative areas Yeah, I mean and because they're bougie and can but like <laughs> they were saying when they were first starting out they had spots where they had to do their like billing and then they would have to try and create in that same spot and it's like hard and that's kind of like where I'm at yeah. right now and I work in the living room and It's just odd. So I'm looking forward to like creating a space tomorrow Mm -hmm. that like I have everything I want. Like I got all these cute decor, like the idea is there, but now I get to finally execute it. Yeah. Plus all of our stuff that we have is from when I was 19 and we got married and Mm. everyone like when we first got married, which this is relevant, yesterday was my eight, oh my gosh, I was going to say two, eight year wedding anniversary. Wow. Uh, when we first got married, all of our friends were, you know, between the ages of like 16 and 21. And so Mm -hmm. no one got us really anything. And then anybody that did get us gifts were like our parents and like their friends and they just gave us like hand-me-down stuff. Right. And then we all, then me and Stefan just had stuff that were from like when we lived in the dorms, we've just been using all that same stuff for the last, you know, decade and time to graduate yeah it's definitely time the i'm over all of it we're getting new couches and Mm. well our couch is like broken and so it's like time yeah but it's just you know it's a lot to do and it's like hard it's like mentally taxing and like emotionally taxing for me because i very much like emotionally attached to items Mm. But we got re- we got a new comforter and it looks so much nicer. And I like got I like redid our room. It's still a work in progress, but it's getting there. Mm-hmm. I'm being more mindful of like the pieces that I get. You know, I'm not just like oh, I'm just gonna go buy this because it's like it matches. Like right. I want to bring in pieces that I know I'll enjoy for a while. The next ten years, right? But uh, that's expensive. So if anyone wants to sponsor me at Target <laughs> at Home Goods, hit me up. Yeah. I can do that.
1: <laughs> yeah. You will you will accept free things.
0: I will accept free things or discounted items for oh, yeah. nothing. I will give you guys nothing in return.
1: <laughs> give much. you guys a shout. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. I always love like uh, people on the internet that have like 100 followers on something and then they're like in like... You know, like companies post on social media or whatever, and they're like in their comments being like, "Ugh, I wish I could afford this. Why don't you, can you just send me one for free?" And they're like, "I don't get like, I wouldn't get anything out of that if I no. did that other than just a loss." They're <laughs> like, "I'll promote you on my page." It's like, "What to your mom?
0: Cool." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please. I
1: don't, I don't. I don't know why I decided I needed to vent about that, but that's okay. The internet's full of mooches, man. Yeah. Just stop.
0: Yeah. It's, that's a real thing. Stop asking your creative friends to do stuff for quote unquote exposure. <laughs> yeah. Pay your yeah, friends. Yeah. That's the
1: other, that's the other thing is like, uh, you, could, you should just do it for free because, uh, you'll get exposure on my page or whatever. And it's like, sometimes that's legit and sometimes that's a worthwhile transaction. But yeah. most of the time when the person is just doesn't want to pay. Yeah. Yeah. They're also the kind of person that probably will do a poor job of promoting you. And, and they also, probably have
0: 200 followers.
1: Right. Yeah. Which like not to sound like weird or anything, but someone who thinks 200 followers is a lot of followers is like not in the game. You
0: know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not making moves. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> definitely not making moves with 200 followers. <laughs> Sorry, man. Sorry, Chad. <laughs>
0: Okay, should we jump into this week's topic?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: As Ariana Grande says.
1: Is this, is this a thing?
0: Have you heard that song that she has?
1: Break up with your gym?
0: No, the song's called Break Up with Your Boyfriend.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, this. that sounds oddly specific for <laughs> Ariana, Ariana Grande. So,
0: as Ariana Grande says, break up with your gym. Yeah. So let's okay. get rolling.
1: Let's do it. I
0: think quarantine, post-quarantine is the perfect time to break up with your gym. We're entering yeah. fall and winter season. You don't mm-hmm. need abs anymore.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I did. I want to preface. Uh, this topic is not me saying you should stop going to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is something that like, I don't know why, but I've dealt with this. I don't know. I think about this kind of thing way too much. It really is the issue. But when I get like in the routine at a certain gym, but then I start to think like that gym no longer makes sense Mm -hmm. for me. I like, I will continue to go there for a long period of time, but like dread it the entire time because Mm -hmm. I'm having like all these, you know, thoughts about leaving or whatever. It sounds so silly, but I kind of develop like I don't want to say a relationship, but essentially a relationship. Yeah, with like I would say it is. The gym or whatever gym it is. But there's multiple periods of my life where I've had to break up with a certain gym and, um, you know, find new love at yeah. another gym. Yeah. So I thought it'd be it'd be fun. You know, I think um, maybe people don't like think about this, but maybe this will like encourage them to find a better situation than what they're in. Um, but also, like you said, post-quarantine um depending on where you live your gyms may be reopening or they mm-hmm. may be closing again or mm-hmm. or whatever but um that kind of built-in transition is a good time to kind of reevaluate your priorities and reevaluate what you're looking for um and maybe find something better so yeah. I figured we could talk about that. Let's do it. Cool. Um so I kind of lined out just a few like this isn't an exhaustive list but um in my opinion the four most uh, important reasons that you might want to break up with a gym, okay? Okay. Um, so the number one thing, these aren't really in any particular order because the last one is probably the most important one. But yeah. I saved it for last. But <laughs> one of the reasons is money. Um, I think money talks a lot and some gyms honestly are just like way too expensive for what they offer, yeah. in my opinion. Um, I'm looking at, you, CrossFit. Uh, I know, like, CrossFit gyms, they have to pay some sort of whatever licensing fee, and it, it is, like, a specialized sort of training, so they have... Everything is led by a coach or whatever, but I'm always shocked at how expensive CrossFit gyms are when their overhead is, like, seemingly nothing. Yeah. Like, in, an, in a warehouse, and all they've bought are, like, a few rogue racks or whatever. Yeah. Or, like, some... I don't know. I don't know what, like that kind of space rent is like there, but But it it just seems like they shouldn't offer or charge $150 a person per month or whatever. Well, like,
0: I don't know if maybe some places are paying their coaches, you know, better or worse, but I know some gyms, and it probably depends on the place, like California, it's going to be like $300 a month, whereas like here in Lincoln, it's like, 85 to 150, but still $85 or 150, that's quite a different range and you're offering the yeah. same service.
1: Essentially. As, yeah. yeah. It
0: should be the same programming. So it's interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I've never, I've never paid that much to go to a cross. I've never been to a legitimate CrossFit gym. Yeah. Meaning one that has the word CrossFit in the name. Yeah, I've, I've done like that style of training at a gym that is dedicated to that, but it wasn't it was not that much. I would not have gone if it was that much. So, yeah. Um, So anyway, I just encourage everyone to evaluate your, uh, the amount that you're paying for what you're getting in return. You know, sometimes that um, equation will work out and sometimes it won't. Like if you're paying, I don't know, like $80 a month to go to some gym and the equipment is all like falling apart Mm -hmm. or like you only use the weight room, but, like that $80 goes toward like, you know, they have a pool, they have a basketball court, they have all these amenities, but you don't use any of them except for the one thing. You could probably find a gym that has just that one thing for cheaper. So if you're looking to save some money, um, look at your options. There's a lot out there, and you might find a a better one for a lower price. Um, So the next one is convenience. This is a big one for me. Um, and this actually led me, has led me a couple times to switching gyms. So, um, most importantly, like just the time to commute basically, like if you're driving, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes one way just mm-hmm. to go to the gym and then you're leaving and turning around and driving that same way, like back to work or back home or whatever, unless you like really dig the gym, like you are like there's something special about what you're getting there that you couldn't get anywhere closer. It's probably not worth the time. Yeah. Um, I'm a big, like time is my most valuable resource kind of person. Um, and so like just recently I, I just within the last week, uh, switched gyms again, uh, because it finally dawned on me that I was spending almost an hour of my day every day, just driving to and from the gym because, um, I'll get into that more in a minute but basically like it just didn't make sense you know yeah. that i was doing that because i work from home and there's a gym across the street from my house yeah but i was driving all the way out to uh, a different suburb to work out so uh just didn't make sense anymore so so are you just working out
0: at your apartment complex now
1: no oh, i'm okay. at lifetime again oh, okay yeah <laughs> i'll get into the story oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> um another reason that i would say is a legitimate reason to want to break up with your gym um, is the atmosphere compared to the price or just in general the atmosphere right Mm -hmm. Um, there's nothing wrong with like kind of like we were just talking about with like our workspaces there's nothing wrong with wanting a gym that you feel like inspired to actually work out in yeah um i think some gyms have that and some don't like for me Nothing against like anytime fitness, but <laughs> I just can't get like amped up to work out. Yeah. When there's like, when the, it, everywhere is carpeted, it, it feels like a joke to me. Is it around. really? It doesn't, it doesn't feel right. There's a lot of them that have carpet like everywhere. Ew. Yeah. It, it just feels like you're at a hotel. Yeah. You know, and I can't work out at hotel gyms. No. <laughs> like I just can't get anything meaningful done there. No. Um, so yeah, atmosphere, like in general, just like the vibe of the gym, um, the equipment that they have, like if you find yourself always compromising on your workouts because of a lack of equipment, I could go either way on that. Like sometimes that's people use that as an excuse, just not to try, Mm -hmm. but if there's something specific that you are wanting to do, like for whatever your goal is, and you like time and time again, just like cannot do it or can't find a reasonable substitute for it at your gym, uh, maybe you should find a new gym. Yeah. Right? Um, the other point that I wanted to make with the in- atmosphere, um, sometimes gyms can be toxic mm-hmm. and, like, the, they tend to attract, like, or they can tend to attract, like, certain specific types of people, right? So the last gym that I was at for a while pre-quarantine, it it attracted a lot of people that just, like, seemed like their only life goal was to be Instagram famous. Yeah. So they spent, like, the whole time at the gym just, like, taking pictures of themselves. And, like, the owner... Or he actually wasn't the owner. Everyone thought he was the owner. <laughs> the At the time, the manager of the gym, like... I'm pretty sure he was giving free memberships to people just because of their... They had, like, 300 or something Instagram followers... Just because they were active on social media. Or, like, there's a few girls who... Like if you look at their profiles, they obviously paid some bot for like fake followers, oh, which is a thing. Yeah. So girls that had like two thousand followers or whatever, but they're all spam accounts. Yeah. They were there all the time and I'm pretty sure they did they didn't get they didn't pay for a membership there or something. Oh so my gosh. And those kind of people are just like the worst in general. Like yeah. no matter where they are, but yeah. especially at the gym. Um so that's one way it can be toxic, but also like sometimes People at the gym are just like way too concerned with what other people are doing and are just jerks and mm-hmm. condescending and stuff. So mm-hmm. the staff can be condescending. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had experiences like that too, or just like I just people couldn't uh, believe how not nice people were at yeah. the gym. Yeah. Um, and on the flip side of that, sometimes you want to go to the gym and don't want anyone to talk to you because you're trying to work out, but right. people are sometimes like way too social. And <sighs> if that's like a systemic issue at your gym and you hate it, like you should switch. Yeah. Moral of the story.
0: Yeah. There's a gym here. Uh, I would name drop, but maybe I shouldn't.
1: Probably not. That
0: uh, there is just so much constant like, turnover between owners because of, mm. um like, the owners, like, I don't know, get into an issue. They get bought by, like, somebody else in the gym. People leave. They, like, kick people out. And it's just, like, and it, it's like a gym that you're paying 150 to 250 a month, and it's just, like, constant, mm. like, toxic drama and, like, the douchiest people you could probably think of, like, bro... Mm -hmm. CrossFit guys that you're just like, I hate you. And you're just (laughs) like, I hate it here. Like, yeah, I went once, like, for – because Saturdays are usually, like, a free workout day for, like, gyms like that. And it was like nobody said hi to us. I think one couple did, but they were also new. So, like, yeah, they were, like, in the same boat as us. Like, no one coached us. We – like, you could walk in and walk out, and, like, no one would have even known that you existed. It's just like – cool do you you don't want new members you don't want new income like i'm coming to give you my money to like work (laughs) out and like you're not giving any okay yeah fine yeah you're just being a jerk yeah
1: it's like a weird click especially at like crossfit gyms i've noticed like they're not very open or welcoming yeah like um yeah you find the
0: the right one it's okay it's but it mm-hmm. becomes, there's sub, like, yeah, there's just little groups that form. And because it is like, it's not like you just go, you hit your Stairmaster and leave. It's not like the why right. right. It's like little communities start to form. And, you know, the cool kids, you know, at times <laughs> the cool kids work out at. Yeah. They don't want does, you there. It becomes
1: very clicky yeah. for sure. Very high school. Yep. Which I'm not into anymore, man. Mm-hmm try to stay away from that stuff so Mm -hmm. yeah if the vibe isn't good switch yeah like you can you can almost guaranteed find a better vibe yeah and uh that's a perfectly valid reason for wanting to switch or to do anything really in my opinion um and the last reason that you might uh break up with your gym and this one to me as we all know is the most important and that is another place might suit your goals better (laughs) Um, And I think this is one that I think a lot of people get kind of hung up on, especially if they don't have a specific goal or like if your goal is just um, weight loss or something, you can kind of do anything and lose weight as we've talked about before, Mm -hmm. just like the formula of energy expenditure. But like if you're really, really set on um, like you really want to do CrossFit, say you're really into that style of training um, but you're trying to do that at just a conventional gym yeah. and you find yourself like running back and forth between stations or like <laughs> yeah. taking up a bunch of space and everyone's looking at you weird or whatever. Um, I'm going to tell you right now that you would you would be better suited doing that at a place that's designed for that yeah. because your workouts will flow better. Um, you won't be pissing everyone off. <laughs> yeah. And also you will more than likely be more inspired being surrounded by a lot of people that are trying to do the same thing. Um, but if you're doing that just to like try to show off in a conventional gym, then you should quit the gym and just like quit life also. <laughs> just like stop stop everything that you're doing and reevaluate your, re-evaluate your life. But um, another example, like, I don't know, if you are really, really into like bodybuilding, which I don't know, like I don't like that – The term bodybuilding has gotten such a bad rap. I feel like it just everyone thinks of like huge douchebags. Yeah. When you say bodybuilders. (laughs) Um, But I do think that there are certain gyms and certain environments that are more catered to that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Like, I don't know. A lot of people, so I go to Lifetime now and I had been there before or whatever. And a lot of people there are into bodybuilding. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the style of training that they're into. But there are, they're spending like $80 a month or whatever on a membership and they're just using the, the weights, Yeah. but like they know they don't use any of the other amenities or whatever. And also just like trying to do legitimate bodybuilding work, um, while you're like weaving in and out of people's grandma and grandpa, like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I just, I just feel like I'm trying to think of the right way to say this, but just being surrounded, being surrounded by people that all have the same objective as you can be really powerful, I think. And I spend a lot of time at every gym I've ever been to. I spend a lot of time being frustrated by people that are there just like kind of lackadaisical or Mm -hmm. like the old people at the gym that are just like, I I don't know how they're not dead from like (laughs) the movements that they do. Like just like wing and wait around just haphazardly because that's what that's what they did in the (laughs) thirties or whatever. Um I spent a lot of my because I just for some reason I can't always focus on one thing at a time so I get distracted by people being idiots. Mm -hmm. And then that's all I can think about Mm -hmm. for the rest of my workout or whatever. So um I guess that goes more along with like atmosphere or whatever. What were we talking about? Goals? Yeah.
0: (laughs) But you're talking Um, about like you're around the same people. Like
1: Right, yeah, you all have like a uh, common goal and like a bodybuilding gym is like the kind of equipment that they have and also just like the way the gym is set up caters to that goal a lot yeah. more. And you f- you spend less of your time, um, you know, like at Lifetime right now, the dumbbells are on one side, but then all the cables and stuff are like completely on the other side and it's a pretty big space. And a lot of times when you're doing like bodybuilding work, you have supersets of yeah. like a dumbbell thing and then like a cable thing, but it's a pain in the butt to like walk dumbbells all the way over to the cables or like run back and forth or whatever. So like just because it's such a big space, having everything more condensed at a smaller gym that is just weights that is set up a certain way mm-hmm. would be more conducive to your goals, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and like, you know, if you're training for an a Ironman like you were, it probably doesn't make sense to have like a gym membership really at all because you should be like, unless you are using it for the pool, I guess, Yeah. but you should spend like most of your time running outside, or which is what I did. Outside. Yeah. I just used the Y yeah, for the like, pool. I think there's a misconception that like every gym accommodates every goal.
0: Yeah.
1: And especially like the big corporate gyms, you think yeah. that, oh, they have everything. They have something for everyone. Um, yeah, I don't really think that's true.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, like if you have ever seen like a strongman's gym, like people who are training to be like a strong man, mm-hmm. not like, not someone who's strong male, like it's called. Yeah. Like just like the, the sport strongman. Yeah. <laughs> or like it, you know, they usually parallel with a powerlifting or Olympic lifting gym, The things they use are insane, like just like chains and they put chains on a barbell and like that's how Mm -hmm. they lift or they're using like odd object stuff. And like, I feel like there's a real special, like you get into that because that's what you want to do. Right. I would never just go and be like, yeah, I want to work out. So I'm just going to lift this boulder onto this bench 50 times. Like, so your goals, and I mean, that's pretty specific, but like you said with like the Iron Man, I didn't need... A fancy, quote unquote, gym, and let me tell you, the northeast Y is pretty. It's falling <laughs> apart. The track, yeah. I'm a little worried, is going to crumble. You're, you walk yeah. on it, and it like creaks. Right. And the that gym is a lot of like older people. Mm-hmm. But I, what I needed it for, it was perfect for. I needed it right. a pool, and sometimes needed a treadmill. And mm-hmm. I use the spin classes sometimes if it was too cold to, like, train in my garage or outside. Mm-hmm. And it it's great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Just evaluate your goals. If there's something really specific that you're trying to accomplish, um, don't try to, like, pigeonhole that into just, like, the corporate gym. You- and I think it's also important to note that, like, I don't know that there's always something that checks all of these boxes. Like oh, the yeah. Like the price, convenience, atmosphere, and goals thing.
0: Yeah, like and price You point. always
1: kind of have to weigh the, the trade-offs. Like if you really want to do, like you said, we'll just use that example of strongman. Mm-hmm. If you really want to do that, but there's only one strongman gym in your town and it's 25 minutes away, it's it's probably worth it to drive that far yeah. to do that if that's what you're interested in, right? As opposed to the alternative of like trying to come up with workouts that will prepare you for that. Yeah. At, you know, some other gym in some other environment. Do you Anytime think fitness or whatever.
0: Like people getting involved in fitness or like, you know, New Year's resolution or coming out of quarantine or whatever, it makes it difficult to find the gym that you want because some people don't know what their goals are. They're like, oh, I yeah. need to lose weight or like, oh, I just need to work out, but they don't necessarily know. What that means, even right? So they go to like Planet yeah. Fitness for ten dollars a month because you're like, oh, Planet Fitness ten bucks a month, it's great, and yeah. it's like, I it's they serve donuts and pizza, <laughs> like it's yeah. like a Chuck E. Cheese.
1: <laughs> yeah, Planet Fitness is strange to me. It is, and I've you know I used to go to one, so yeah. I, I get to say that. But, Same. Um, yeah, I think I think that is a thing, but um, the thing that I would say about that is like it's really easy if you're just getting into fitness or you have this New Year's resolution and you're just like day one, you're just going to the gym and getting started. Um, it's really easy to get discouraged because like you said, if you don't know what you're interested in and then you go to the gym and like you do what you think you should do and mm-hmm. then you hate it mm-hmm. and then you're like, well, I tried yeah. and then you quit. It's really easy to like get into that cycle of like just trying what, what you've always done and then quitting because it didn't work like it never does, you know? Um, so, it, it is important to be open to the fact that there are, like, almost unlimited ways to, like, yeah. quote-unquote work out and there's, like, a million different things that you can do to be active and, like, ranging from, like, what I'm doing, just basically bodybuilding or, like, taking a, an MMA class or yeah. martial arts or something. Like, I think, those are things I haven't really ever talked about, but like if I was super into like, I really wanted to learn jujitsu or something like I would just do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like lifting weights like I am or Mm -hmm. anything because there's all, there's like specific workouts that they will have you do at that gym for that goal. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think like if you don't love it, if you're at the gym and you're just like dreading it because it's the gym and you hate it, Mm -hmm. like think of something that you would actually like to do. Yeah. Like, do you want to do kickboxing? Yeah. Go do a kickboxing class. You like if you're at a big gym, they might have all these group classes that you can try. Yeah. Or whatever. And then you can find something more specialized from that. But it's worth like exploring. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's why I have a big problem with gyms that are like contract based. Yeah. Um, like you have to you have to be there for a year or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Because for one, like I think we've all learned in this last year that like uh, anything can happen over the course of any amount of time, Mm -hmm. right? So there's a lot of people that I'm sure had the New Year's resolution of like, this is going to be the year that I get fit. And they went and they, in order to like stay committed, they signed a contract because that's what the salesman told them they had to do to stay committed, Mm -hmm. which isn't true. Mm -hmm. Um, So they went and signed a contract somewhere and then they are locked into this gym and they're excited. And then three months later, they can't go anymore Mm -hmm. because of quarantine. And, like, if your gym is cool, they will not have charged you for that amount of time or whatever. But still just, like, say something comes up and you have to move or you get sick or whatever. Yeah. A lot of gyms, like, aren't super cool about letting you out of your contract early and they make it a pain. Um, And I think there is, like, an important, especially if you're just getting into it, there is an important, like, shopping around phase that I think everyone should do. Yeah. so like I think gyms need to do a better job of offering you know if they want to do contracts whatever but they should also offer like a month to month option Um, a lot of them do like a free week or whatever but I don't know if that's necessarily enough time I really feel like you should try something for like a month Mm -hmm. or a couple weeks um, to really feel like you know what you're getting Um, get a a feel for the atmosphere and stuff but yeah contract gyms really annoy me (laughs)
0: yeah (laughs) It makes me think of the episode of Friends.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I wanted to share um, kind of my own little personal example here. Yes, of please. Just like some of the thought process that, that's gone on in the last couple of years. So, it out. Um, I've, I mean, I've worked out for basically all of my relevant life in <laughs> different capacities, but um, within the last two years, like I moved to a new city. Um, you know, and I, there was a gym across the street from my apartment complex when I was moving here and I didn't have time to like, like I didn't want to move here and then like take three weeks off because at that point I was like really just starting to pick up some momentum and like see some results mm-hmm. and like figure out how to train properly. Um, so I didn't want to like undo all that by just the change jarring me out of my routine. So um, there's a gym across the street from the apartments that I was going to that was Lifetime Fitness. Um, So before I moved down, I signed up for a membership there so that like right when I got there, the next day I could go work out and like get into it. Um, And it was great. Like it served a great purpose for me while I was, you know, getting to know the area. Yeah. Um, But after a few months, I realized that it wasn't really the best because... It forced me to either wake up super early in the morning and work out before work, which was convenient because I could just walk over there. It wasn't a big deal, but um, I never really get the best workouts in the morning. Same. And I I hate work. I hate waking up early and I'm usually up late just like the way that I'm wired. So it wasn't super compatible with my lifestyle. Yeah. Um, And then also like I hate working out at night. It's kind of like the sweet spot for me is in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, And I think that's because like that's what I did in college for the most part. Yeah. Like I got into a routine of after classes. The gym was on the way home. So I would just stop there in the afternoon and then work out and then go home and do my night work or whatever. So um, I really enjoyed that.
0: Do you think that's also like something for people like they think when they get going into fitness, they have to get up and do it before?
1: I think it is. You know, because yeah. it's like there's definitely like this, um, there is a certain appeal to it. Yeah. Like the times that I do it, I do, f- I like, I feel really good about myself. Yeah. Because it's like, hell yeah, not everyone is doing this. Like <laughs> yeah. this is a badass thing, you yeah. know, to get up early and yeah. like knock it out. And like, I don't know. I felt really motivated by that. Um, but I also don't know if like, being able to tell your friends that you're waking up early to go work out is the reason why you should wake up early to go work out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I, th- I think some people do actually operate better at different times. Uh-huh. So you have to figure out what works best for you. Um, but yeah, there's, there is totally this like peer pressure almost Yeah. to like, if you're not doing it in the morning, then like, you're not doing it are, then. do you really care? Yeah. Are you really trying? You're not, like, w- Are you willing you to really sacrifice? S- yeah. And like, yeah, I am because when you guys all go out to like Freddy's or some <laughs> bullshit restaurant over lunch together, yeah, like I don't go on these group lunches because I'm going to the gym. Like yeah. that's my sacrifice, right. you know, or I don't know, basically name any other thing and that's the sacrifice. So yeah, don't feel pressured to have to work out super early in the morning if you hate yeah. it, you know, or if it doesn't really work out for you. Um, but I also learned that, like for working out in the afternoon that allows me to have an entire morning of hydration and an Mm -hmm. entire morning of nutrition to fuel me for my workouts. So when I was working out in the morning, um, this was right when like I had this goal of, um, 400 pound squat max, Mm -hmm. one rep max of 400 pounds. And I was working really hard at that, you know, and I was working, I had, I just had a lot of training intensity and volume built into my programming at the time, and I was always doing it in the morning. Where, um, you know, I I wake up at like five a.m., maybe drink a glass of water. But that's there's been eight hours between when I'm working out and when I went to bed yeah. where I had not taken any water. You know, I would maybe have like an apple or something yep. light for breakfast, and I, I got injured more times in that span of, like, five or six months than I ever had previously Yeah, in my you were
0: hurt all the time.
1: Yeah, I tore both of my quads, like, um, not, like, at the same time and not <laughs> super severely, but, like, strained both of my quads at different times. Uh, my shoulders were all jacked up, and I really attribute it to, like, not being properly hydrated or fed before my workouts because yeah. it's, like, I was my body was basically dried out and then I put it through this like super strenuous activity and I just, I don't know. Maybe there's, I don't know how much science there is to that, but anecdotally at least, that's what I experienced. And I've been working out with a similar intensity and a similar volume for the last like eight months or longer, but just working out in the afternoons and being intentional about like eating breakfast and drinking a lot of water in the morning and all this. And, you know, I haven't, and I don't like... I'm not going to pretend like I do a bunch of stretching or mobility work like <laughs> yeah. I should, you know. That was a I issue. <laughs> right. I haven't gotten injured. So there's something to be said about that. Definitely.
0: Um, well, because like you said, I think a lot of people wake up and they're like, okay, I'll drink my cup of coffee and eat like a banana and go work out. Like they don't give – you're supposed to like eat an hour before you do like heavy workouts like that. Yeah. So it's like – I think that's part, that's probably playing a lot into it too. Like you said, your body's just like, you're coming off of a fast. So it has nothing to work on, and your muscles are going to be stiff and tight from sleeping and not moving. And then you go Mm -hmm. and try and squat 400 pounds, and your body's going to be like, yeah, that's not happening today.
1: Yeah. So, and then like also to say, you probably went to bed at like 11. Yeah. For, for, in my case, like I would go to bed, best case scenario, I'd get to bed at 11. Yeah. So I very rarely got eight hours of sleep. I was just constantly under recovered, you know, and I don't know. It just wasn't, it wasn't good. Yeah. So flash forward, um, I decided that um, it was time for me at that point to find a gym that was close to work. Because mm-hmm. um, my, my work is like 20 minutes away from where I lived or currently live still. But, Um, I wanted to find something that was close to work that I could just go over lunch Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, reap all the benefits of being fed and hydrated. Um, And then I also realized that I was paying almost $80 a month just to use the weight room at a gym that has, like, a pool and a sauna and basketball courts and racquetball courts and group classes and all this overhead that you're paying for. So I was like, "Uh, I probably don't (laughs) need to be paying for all that. (laughs) And at the time, like, I just really... I really despised like the health club yeah. vibe, like the big corporate gym thing. I had always gone to like smaller homegrown gyms, yeah. and I, you know, I was I was looking for a, just a different, more specific environment. So I decided, hey, I'm gonna break up with this gym. <laughs> I found one that was close to work, that was cheaper. Um, it, it was more aligned with the vibe that I wanted, the goals that I had, um, and everything kind of fell into place um, in that regard. But then. So I went there for probably a year and a half or so, um, but then quarantine happened, right? Yes, um, So obviously the gym closed, and this small detail plays a little <laughs> bit of a factor, but they continued to charge me for my membership even though I couldn't use the gym. Mm-hmm. And I called the guy that who I thought owned the gym. Later I found out he didn't own the gym. He was just the manager of the gym. Um, I called him and asked him if he knew that everyone was still getting charged. And the first thing he asked me was, are you still getting paid? And at that point I realized that I don't care about the $30 a month enough <laughs> to have this conversation <laughs> about whether or not you know he deserves my money because he's a small business owner. And I don't really want to get into that. And but he wasn't I even the owner,
0: which is the crazy no, exactly. thing. exactly.
1: So yeah, he, he constantly said that he was the owner of this gym. Um, whatever. Anyway, I got charged f- for the three months that I couldn't use it. When I went back to the gym, <laughs> this is all just side gossip. But <laughs> when I went back to that gym, come to find out that guy was no longer there. <laughs> um, a new manager was there and he told me that that guy was like... Uh, basically terrible at his job and kind of being sketchy which like you know all the red flags were there (laughs) Um, but so working from home everything changed because I now was living somewhere but still going to the gym that was close to my office Mm -hmm. that I wasn't working at Mm -hmm. so every day like I was spending a lot of mental bandwidth thinking of okay well I have to drive 20 minutes out to the gym work out and then like, okay, maybe I can stop into the office and take this call that I have at one o'clock and then after that I'll yeah. come back home, drive twenty minutes home. And then like I was just wasting I was literally wasting at least an hour just in driving.
0: That's crazy. And then
1: a bunch of mental time that I should have been spending working on work. Well knowing thinking you, about like my schedule and stuff. So you don't like that um, decision
0: you need things like ready and there. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it was just a pain, and uh, I decided, you know what? It's time to break up with my gym again. (laughs) Um, So it's funny because, like, the first time that I left Lifetime, it was exactly like that scene from Friends where, like, they try to quit the gym, and they make you talk to, like, this super attractive girl to, like, keep you there. Seriously? That is exactly what happened to me when I went to, when I quit Lifetime. They were like, I went up to the front desk, and I was like, I need to quit and they're like, okay, well, we need to ha- we need to transfer you to customer service because they deal with the the quitters basically. <laughs> I was like, okay, like I knew, yeah, you know, I knew. Um, so they transfer me back, and of course, it's this like super adorable girl, you know, <laughs> with like the sweetest voice, and just like asking you why you're leaving, and if there's anything they can do to keep you, and all this stuff, just like like oh, i just want to quit just please you, let me you know just stick to <laughs> your guns um so then in contrast when i quit the other gym the one that i just quit i was like i need to cancel my membership They're like okay cool I'm done <laughs> see ya. i was like geez all right maybe i should have stayed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys are pretty chill um but yeah i just you know i did the the analysis in my head like i overanalyzed everything and just decided that it wasn't worth it even though like I do prefer that environment at that gym. Mm -hmm. Um, I've gotten to a point in my training and in just like the way that I think about things that um, I don't really need that as much to be motivated. Yeah. Um, Like I can kind of get what I need to get done anywhere and make it happen. So I think uh, quarantine was good for me in that respect because I spent that entire three months where my gym was closed. Like I didn't stop working out. I, I've got some friends that have a home gym that Mm -hmm. let us work out there, uh, which was super cool. Like, that kept me sane. But that's – I kind of, like, shifted my mentality about training. Whereas before, I always said, like, oh, I need this. I need this piece of equipment. I need all these things. And I had to, like, be creative and realize that, like, it's not so much a function of, like, the gear. It's Mm -hmm. more just, like, what you're doing, like the movements that you're doing and and things like that. So – I think that was a good realization for me. But yeah, I mean, that's my, my story basically. So I'm back at Lifetime Fitness because <laughs> <laughs> it's across the street. Um, I, but I get that. So one of the other contributing factors was I get this perk through my work um, where it's this app called Gym Pass mm-hmm. and, you know, not, not sponsored or anything by Gym <laughs> Pass, but basically like companies will make this part of their like healthcare benefits um, and you pay like a flat fee to be able to go to any gym that's in their network. Mm-hmm. Um, so lifetime is in the network. So I, have only gone there, but, um, it's actually cheaper than what I was paying at my other gym and it's way cheaper than a normal lifetime membership. So <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, I'm kind of, I'm reaping the reaping the rewards of working for a big company, but, yeah. um, I was thinking about switching over before I even knew or before they started offering that, um, benefit too so I was already kind of on the fence and then that, that pushed me over
0: Yeah. But,
1: so yeah that's my, my personal experience <laughs> with switching gyms <sighs> what else you have anything you want to add here
0: yeah, I mean no I think I the only time I've ever broken up with a gym is I was working like way south and I live way north and so mm-hmm. it was getting to be too much to like drive way south for work and then drive all the way like north again to work out. It was just like I was driving and Lincoln's not as big as Kansas or where you are at. So I was I was like already frustrated. I was going to this gym and it was like okay, there was like it was that one that you were going to also. Mm. It wasn't like the. I love that gym. It wasn't like the style that like I was into at that point. I was really big into CrossFit, yeah. so it was like a little different. But I could still like lift and power lift and like Olympic lift. So, you know, it had what I needed. I just had to be a little creative. But mm-hmm. uh, between that, like driving it was way out of my way, and there was this trainer there, and so mm. they had trainers that you could like hire. And he Mm -hmm. was essentially trying to like get us to be a client, but he was being Mm -hmm. a dick. And I did not like that (laughs) Yeah, because he, (laughs) I'll never forget this, like assumed I did not know what I was doing. He Mm -hmm. like, he had like, I had interacted with him a few times before this. He would like me and Ashley working out and she was doing abs and he was like, oh, you should never do a sit up. And we were like, okay. And he's like, you you will never get abs if you just do sit-ups. I'm like, well, first off, we haven't even started yet. so like, you don't even know <laughs> what we're doing. We're just sitting on the floor. So I just
1: sat up to get a drink of water. Yeah. But,
0: okay. <laughs> and so he was, like, trying to show us how to, like, engage our core and do these, like, movements, which is, like, great. It's good to know, like, how to engage your core. But, like, at the end of yeah. the day, we still just did sit-ups. Right. They work. I mean, they're a movement. They work a part of your body. Yeah. And uh, he's an idiot. so then he was like, yeah, if you guys like want any more, like, you know, I'm a trainer, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, maybe he's just like, that's his thing. Like he just does his right. plug, leaves us alone. He like kept doing stuff like that. And he kept just like, I don't know. He was being like just annoying, kept trying to talk to us, kept trying to talk to me when I was there squatting by myself, just like trying to give me tips while I was squatting. And mm-hmm. it was just like unsolicited advice. I'm not paying you. And the way you're approaching me was like super rude and then right the kicker the final moment when i was like i am done with you and i'm done with this place <laughs> well it wasn't like the kicker for the place but it was the kicker for the guy i was yeah. going to power uh i think I was power cleaning or squat cleaning i was doing a complex and if you power lift or olympic lift you know that you do a lot of complexes for lifting. So you could do like a half of a lift into a full lift or you do like a fourth of a squat into a full squat to like build Mm -hmm. those fast twitch muscles, build like that time under that weight. And so I think I was Mm -hmm. doing like a complex like that where like I did like a hang power clean, a high hang power clean, and then a full squat clean. And I know everyone listening probably doesn't like really know what that means, but that's what I was doing. And I knew what I was doing. Because that's one of my favorite complexes. I knew what I was doing. I was watching my form. He came over to me while I was setting my weight up. And he was like, oh, what are you doing today? And I told him what I was doing. And he's like, there's no such thing as a high hang power clean. And I was like, yes, there is. And he's like, no, there's not. I'm like, well, I do it. And other people, like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And he was like questioning, like how I knew it, like questioning my, he's like, Oh well, how do you like know your forms right? Blah blah blah, and all this stuff. And I answered him, and he like didn't know what to say. And mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Please just stop, like, leave me alone. And he's having some like <laughs> old lady carrying like 500 pounds on her back. I'm like, You do not have any credibility right now. She'll right. snap in half. Yeah. That's the only time I broke up with a gym because I absolutely hate when people question my intelligence and my credibility because I honestly think it was because I was a female that he did that, but mm. I think he was just a douche.
1: Yeah, he's kind of a douche. Yeah. Do you know he who I'm talking about? He did like that about? to me too. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like he's a loser. Yeah, I don't go to like powerlifting competitions and see who can do the heaviest high-hang power clean. That's not a thing. No, but it helps you build up your high pull and your quick muscles.
1: (laughs) Yeah, F that guy.
0: F that guy. I'm hot now. I'm sweating. I haven't (laughs) thought about that in a while. Let's
1: cool cool down a little bit with some pros and cons of switching your gym. Okay. Um, So if you're thinking about switching the gym, breaking up, you know here's some things that you can look look forward to and also prepare yourself for. Yes. All right. So a pro, in my opinion, I feel like sometimes, it's not all the time, but sometimes a new environment can inspire you to attack your goals mm-hmm. with a newfound motivation. Um, so we all know, everyone who listen, who's listened to this show for a while knows that I subscribe to the mindset that motivation is bullshit because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it's usually fleeting. You know, sometimes you feel more motivated but and you don't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't, but you still got to do it. Um, But I do recognize the power of motivation mm-hmm. and the times that you're motivated are, can be some of the most productive times. And so um, I've noticed this even just in switching over, even though I had been there before and I had been there since I quit, just like on day passes or whatever, just like something about the new environment. Um, there's like some pieces of equipment there that my other gym didn't have that mm-hmm. I was like looking forward to, to using again and just like some other things. Like I feel more excited lately to go to the gym than I was and also just like knowing that I don't have to drive (laughs) all the way the heck out to the gym has been cool like um, I've walked there a couple times like as my warm-up or you know just like hop in the car and it's a two-minute drive or whatever so um, that's one pro Um, the next pro which can be a pro or can be a con but I listed it as a pro (laughs) because I was feeling optimistic today Um, (laughs) the potential to meet some new people or at least (laughs) a new opportunity to observe some new people. Yes. Um, If you're going to the same gym for a long time and you always go at the same time, you get used to seeing all the same people, Mm -hmm. which can be cool in that like if you're social and you like to get to know people like that Mm -hmm. um, and you're not being distracting Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know, that can be a cool thing to like establish a community at the gym. Yeah. Um, But if you're someone like me who just likes to observe people, Mm -hmm. um, I've had a really fun time trying to like uh, which like I should probably be focusing on my workouts a little bit more, <laughs> but like when I'm warming up or cooling down or like stretching or whatever, I spend a lot, a lot more time like observing. People. Oh yeah, and there are a lot new char- a lot of new characters here oh, for yeah. me to like develop my own internal backstories for. Oh and yeah, so you try to
0: figure out what the um, relationship between everybody is, and right when yep. I was at the Y training, I would always go at the same time, pretty much every morning to swim because. If you're a swimmer, you know that like you don't want to share a lane. It's just like annoying. So Mm -hmm. you know when the the time to go, when it's open, you know you're going to get your lane. All the same people were there doing their aerobics. Like you just know the familiar faces. I know the people that were swimming Mm -hmm. at the same time as I was, which is also kind of cool because if you do that, you can kind of like, like I would try and race like that. Mm -hmm. They didn't know I was, but like if there was a swimmer there that I knew he was like in he was like at Wesleyan or something. So I tried to pace Mm -hmm. myself against him and I knew he'd always be there, but then I would go at like a random time at like two o'clock on a Tuesday. And there's just like all these new people and you're just like, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Oh my gosh. People do exist. Yeah. It's like, there's a whole new community of these like other people. Right. Crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Depends on who you are. If you think that's a pro or a con, but I listed as a pro. Yeah. Um, Some of the cons, these are things that I've observed in the last couple weeks, especially. But number one, it is a pain to learn where everything is at a new gym. Like, um, you get into a rhythm at the gym, and like the last thing that you think about most of the time is like where things are because you're just used to where everything is, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Going to a new gym, you probably are on the same workout routine, or at least I am, but everything is in different places, Mm -hmm. and you have to like kind of piece things together a little bit differently like I do a lot of super setting so at my other gym it was smaller everything was close together it was perfect Um, and there was never very many people there at a time but this new gym or new old gym (laughs) um, there's always a ton of people there and it's huge and nothing is really laid out like in the most ideal way yeah so like having to first I had to re Relearn where everything was and then think of like how i'm going to chain together these workouts so that people don't steal my stuff yeah um i don't know you'll get there but just like establishing a new rhythm or a new routine is always there's always a lot of inertia to overcome with that so um it's just part of the game um and then also like i always find this pretty interesting because i always kind of forget that it's a thing but uh relearning or learning a gym's like rules, both written rules and unwritten rules. Mm -hmm. So people that like don't spend a lot of time in the gym will question what I mean by unwritten rules. But for example, um, I mentioned supersetting. So that what that means is you do a set of one movement and then immediately you go to another movement, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So if those are both like in the same place, that's great. But a lot of times I'll do something that's like, on the dumbbells or on the barbell or whatever. And then I'll have to run over to like the cable machine and do my superset. Yeah. And, um, if you have two locations set up, the chance of somebody like swooping in and stealing one of those locations is pretty high. Yeah. If it's a gym, that's like pretty busy. Um, and typically the universal rule is if you have like your towel on the Mm -hmm. bench or like at that piece of equipment, that means it's being used. Um, but not every gym operates that way or just like not everyone at every gym operates that way because I think at bigger gyms, um, it's more likely that people just like forget their towels at their last station. Yeah. So you never really know. Um, so now I'm like leaving a water bottle at one and like leaving my hat at another <laughs> or something. So that's like a personal object. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some, some gyms are weird or, you know, everyone kind of has like the same like, herd mentality of what the the accepted conventions are, yeah. I guess. So you have to kind of learn the way of, of the sheep without actually talking to any of the sheep because <laughs> yeah. no one wants to talk to the, anyone at the gym. Um, and then the last thing, the last con, which we talked about already, but a lot of gyms don't make it easy for you to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is actually becoming less common, especially it's not very common at all at, like, homegrown or like local gyms. Mm -hmm. They're usually month to month contracts, but a lot of the corporate gyms, they like tie you in Mm -hmm. for, um, they have joining fees, which I think is bizarre. Yep. And then they have, you know, either cancellation fees. If you, uh, terminate early or they put you through the ringer to try to make you, you know, stay, Mm -hmm. um, they'll throw like, well, for $30 a month, you can like pause your membership and come in once a month. And I'm like, your day pass is $10. Why don't I just pay the $10 if I'm going to come in once a
0: Dude, the YMCA lets you pause your, like if you don't know that, the YMCA lets you pause your membership. Like it doesn't have to just be during quarantine because they know like people like go on vacation or like students like leave. You can pause your, and so right now our Y is open, but I'm leaving for a month. So they paused Mm -hmm. my membership to like November 1st for me. And I can always go in and unpause it, but it's like, that's so nice. I'm way more likely to stay at your gym if you let me pause when I need to right. Then tell me, yeah, it's $30 a month to pause it. Like, pff, I'll just cancel. It's yeah, stupid.
1: exactly. Yeah, but I just, you know, I wrote on here as satirized by the episode of Friends because that's so true. Like, that's yep. exactly what happened to me when I quit Lifetime the first time. So don't let them talk you out of it. If you've made up your mind, stick to your guns. Yeah. You're on to greener pastures. Just now. like your
0: ex-boyfriend, don't let them talk you into staying. Won't work out.
1: Exactly, it never works. Mm-mm. Not usually, anyway. <laughs> All right, that's my spiel about breaking up with the gym. Uh, I want to talk about it because I just went through it, and I figured, you know, maybe someone else is on the fence, and uh, they needed to know that it's okay to move on. It is. You know, I think ever like I think it's a real thing to get attached, um, especially just like. The, the idea of developing an entirely new routine yeah. for your day is, like, a daunting task. Yeah. And I, I have, like, not done a lot of things because of that reason. Mm-hmm. And I've also, like, kept doing a lot of things for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not always, you know, constructive. Yeah, That goes for anything in life, you know? So true. <laughs> but I won't get too deep about it.
0: <laughs> All right. So every week, Jake and I do a go-to so what is your go-to this week
1: um my go-to this week has been it might be hard to find but it's just called lo-fi playlist on spotify i've listened to it there's a ton of there's a ton of them but just like i've been in this huge like lo-fi kick lately and for those of you don't who don't know lo-fi is just like this style of music um you'll just have to listen to it to understand. It's it's super easy to listen to, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically like smooth jazz with the sound of like a a record player crackle like mixed <laughs> into it or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's super easy to listen to. I've been listening to it a lot like while I'm working lately because um, I have like some super tedious work that I've been working on lately mm-hmm. and it just like makes me frustrated so just some super chill vibes tunes Mm -hmm. you know to keep me plugging away Mm -hmm. has been good so that's my go-to this week nice yeah what about you
0: okay i didn't really have one this week because it's the same Mm. as last week
1: Mm. my go-to
0: is the folklore album by t swift it is so good good. (laughs) like it's pretty good. Man, it is so different from her normal stuff. And I listened to it like six or seven times through. And I had like the most productive day. Yeah. Like when I did, I got so many designs done. I got like mm. so many things crossed off my list because I was just like, S- it's so good. Yeah. People are like good. saying that it like kind of touches on her old stuff. Like the song Betty, I think. Is a little bit like old Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. um, but man, it's just like she knew summer was over. Summer is done. Mm-hmm. Get your sweater, your hot tea.
1: Yeah, it's uh. So I listened to it the first time all the way through while I was doing my little office project, yeah. like I said. Um, I really liked it for the most part, like. I've always kind of had the same beef with Taylor Swift. Like sometimes she has really just like with her songwriting, which like I know people are going to come for me for saying this (laughs) because she's like pretty, I don't know. She writes her own songs. So there's, there's that, you know, that's, that's a good thing. Um, Some of her songs, like the songwriting, the lyrics are really impactful and there's Mm -hmm. some lines where I'm like, yeah, that was good. Mm -hmm. Like it just hits me, you know? And then there are, are, basically an equal number that make me cringe because they just feel kind of forced or something. Um, But, you know, that's my opinion. I don't think that's objective. Like, that's just my taste. But musically, there's a lot of really good stuff going on there. And I always like when songs have this, like, kind of built-in nostalgia factor. Mm -hmm. Like, there's something about basically every song on that album that just makes me think about some time in my life. Yeah. It's like, Kind of this nostalgic thing. I don't know what I've never been able to like figure out what that is, because it's sometimes it's even like without any without saying any words. There's just like this vibe, mm-hmm. you know. And I I get that, and I think that was kind of the point because it's yeah. very retrospective on a relationship yeah. or something uh, for the most part. So I think that was kind of the goal. But she did a really good job. Yeah, with that. It's so. definitely
0: like a breakup album, which is funny because I've seen so many things that's like me in a healthy steady relationship with like four kids and then it's like the girl like listening to the album drinking wine in the bathtub with like a sweatshirt on
1: <laughs>
0: right. It was like that's exactly like you just want to like belt it out heartbreak song but yeah. i'm like happily married and I, but it's just yeah. like so i think everyone can exp- everyone knows what that feeling feels like mm-hmm. whether it's like you got dumped or you did the breakup or you just like miss a friend even or like Mm. like a relationship that has ended I feel like could be like there's a there's a lyric I don't remember which song it was where she's like you leave leaving like a dad and I'm just like oh heart you know
1: the one that got me was uh
0: my dad didn't leave me though so but uh, it's just like a good lyric
1: (laughs) I'm gonna I don't it's not verbatim because I don't remember what it is word for word, but something to the effect of "You taught me to teach, or you, t- you taught me to speak a language I can't speak with anyone else." Yes, isn't that so true? Yes. Like you spent you spend so much time with someone, and then like if you break up, you like go to say something to someone that you like, you know, that you had with that mm-hmm. person, and you're like, oh, they wouldn't get it. Yeah, man. That that one, that's a good one. Yeah,
0: that's the thing I think too with friendships because you build these like interwoven like jokes within your own like mm. communication and like say mm-hmm. you and your friend just like lose connection or you like for some reason have to stop being friends and you like that person is the only person that's going to get your reference or your joke or whatever and you're just like, meh. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Man, it's yep. good. I... I can't wait to listen to 145 straight hours of that while I'm driving for the next month. (laughs) I'm going to be screaming. You'll be ready
1: to write a dissertation about it. Yeah,
0: I'll be like, I know every word to every song. Let's go, Taylor.
1: Yep. There you go.
0: Okay. All right, guys. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of Relatively Relatable. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and write a review of our show if you haven't already.
1: And to stay connected with the... (sighs) To stay connected with us, you can find us on Instagram at Relatively Relatable Pod.
0: Thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next time.